show for you today. Before the show actually gets started, I hit the record button uh, with our special guests and the three of us, Patty, I, and and our special guest, Lindsay Germano from Germano Advertising. Um, We just had a good time. It was just fun. It was so, you're going to get a behind the scenes clips before the show actually starts. So take a listen and then we jump into the show and uh, Lindsay is a, uh, the founder of Germano Advertising. She's going to give a lot of great tips, so pay close attention. Sit back and enjoy the show, folks. This later. This is good. <laughs> Last night, I'm like, Adam, are we doing video? And he's like, No, we're not doing video yet. And I'm like, Okay, so I hop on. Like, that was, oh, hold on now. Don't no 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 no. If you're going to tell the story, tell it right at least. <laughs> we're not going to do video right. You were like, We're not going to do video right now. So I'm like, okay. That is not. Yeah, I didn't so talk I to you in. last night. What? Okay, all right. Yesterday, yesterday morning. I should say yesterday morning. This is Patty backing up the bus. There's a- yesterday morning. <laughs> There's Adam. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would remember these things. I have to do my hair and makeup. You just roll out of bed, throw a shirt on. <laughs> well, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. So. <laughs> well, and I told Adam, I was like, if we're gonna need to, if we're doing video, like I need to know because I'm the same way. Like I don't look like this when I wake up. So, <laughs> like, you know, this Adam, we can't just wake up and look like you. Like, no. not. I, I literally was like, no, nope, I gotta comb my beard that were lack of beard whatever i got like spot i have to like do comb over beard you know what i mean it's like i got like like a gross hair here but not here so it's like do i comb up does that look weird i don't know what the proper standard is there so i just shave that and keep where i have hair but it's all it's all it's all gray now it's like god that's a lot of wisdom and then he's like you i get on this morning and i in I'm like, good thing this isn't video because I just practically rolled out of bed. And he's like, you have eight minutes. <laughs> and then I come in and I'm in the sex room. Apparently. So how did you get that? Looks like a sex room. Did Adam tell you that? Adam, what are you doing? No. I, it's like a sex room because it's got like, you know, I'm in a different part of my house. Because <laughs> I mean, I want to try a sex room like that. That looks pretty cool. So I very farmhamian um uh the long story short is i'm at my house unfortunately today the idiots next door decide to like lay carpet down not related to the sex room <laughs> they're um banging and nailing <laughs> so i was like oh my god where can i sit so I was like, well, I'll sit in my dining room because there's nothing like, you know, too like crazy going on here. And then I hit the, bo- the button for the video and I was like, holy shit, I look like I'm in a sex room. Like, It's because it's the red room of pain, right? From uh, oh the gray. Oh my God. What? <laughs> it's the 50 shades of gray. I'm, yeah. It's classic burgundy, if you will. <laughs> um, it's classic, and- right? <laughs> And then my dogs, I guess, because like, I don't know, they heard me say like a sex room. Now they're like wrestling around right now and everybody's all fired up in nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, shit, <laughs> what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> that's it. Cool. And that's the show for today, folks. <laughs> That is a hot and bothered three minutes for you. Enjoy the rest of your day, if you know what I mean. I've not heard hot and bothered. (laughs) Holy shit. 
I can't. Oh my god, I can't. Patty, it is really nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. <laughs> Aww. Aww. How'd you guys meet? Oh, we talked about this, you know, sex room and stuff like that. What? Um, you know what, though? I was listening to the issue, the podcast episode with Jeremy. He did. Mm. And I'm, I don't grace the cover of magazines, nor do, am I athletic or anything like that. So I'm just really like honored that you would have me on, even though I'm like lower tier, might be on a magazine. But it's oh, like, stop. It's going to be like the city publication, you know, like. <laughs> it, it, it was funny because everybody, you're the second person that said that they're like, how'd you get a cover model on? I was like, I worked with the guy in the same building for like three years like we were i watched him eat oatmeal and tuna every day for lunch for 210 days in a row like that's it's just it's discipline eating at yeah. that time i was eating that's not important okay <laughs> um everything anything that was sat in front of me like hey we got cake in the break room i'm like not for long you know <laughs> like so um but no i it was i'm trying to you know, everybody, it's the, the cliche new year. So it's like, what do you want to do different this year? What are your goals? And for and I, nothing wrong with goals, set your goals. For me, it's like, I don't know, I want to shave like 20 pounds at least. And, you know, feel one, it's just, I like being big because I was always the scrawny guy growing up. But now that I'm more seasoned, I want to like feel better. Like, oh my God, my back hurts. My knees hurt. My, like maybe I should lose a couple of pounds, and then the wife will be like, "Maybe you shouldn't eat as much." Or Patty will be like, "Do you really need that?" Because <laughs> you know what? Yes, I do. You'll eat so much, <laughs> and then you don't feel good after. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's worth it. Yeah. And sometimes, um, sometimes uh, it is. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about today? What are we going to talk about? Thought we started. We we did. I, I didn't even do. We can do the intro later. We can keep going with this because this is a this is priceless right here. This is awesome. I think that when people listen to a podcast episode, they've already like read the description. Like they already kind of get you know. Oh, I'm about to listen to and like honestly, who just pops onto a podcast episode and listens to it without like seeing something about it? Right. Anyway? So, this like, this show description would be like uh, R rated. That's it. Yeah. That's the show description. Oh. Like everybody be like, play. This is going to have a thousand downloads to it. I guarantee you. Watch. Also, I'm not accepting uh, offers for um, for suitors right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. You know what? Here, I'm re- I got the audio. I wish I could show you because I got my screen right here. I did not record the video on this. This whole thing, I did not record. I failed this morning already. Well, at the very end, right. Adam, when you close it, it will re- won't it record anyways, or is it not in your settings? Oh, mine, it just records. <clears throat> anyways, so oh, the video, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, don't I got know. the audio going right now on the separate thing. This is funny. I'm looking at the wait. Wow, yeah. Anyway, um, I hope it's not video. <laughs> so, so Linda, if it's not video, then I can take this off. Yeah, I, it's it's not video right now. So, <laughs> what? Uh, listen, uh. <laughs> But if it's not video, then no one can see my sex room. <laughs> oh, you guys should see all the whips behind her. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to put my coat back on. People are going to be like looking for the video. Uh, <laughs> I do have my pajama pants on, so that's that. 
<laughs> He's not allowed to do. I was waiting, Patty, for because I'm wearing shorts right now. I got a nice collared shirt on, and then like, go ahead, stand up. You're wearing shorts, aren't you? And that's, that's like I was waiting for her to say, "Yep, I got shorts on. I don't even care." Um, so like in the description, they'll hear, they'll see Lindsay Germano of Germano Advertising Company, who's also a podcaster, yada, yada, yada. But I just think the, the clips that we have so far are really solid guys. And, and I'm just really, um, I'm always glad to, to kick it around with Adam, but happy to do a formal introduction if we want. Yeah. Let's do a, a formal introduction. I'm keeping all of this, uh, because this <laughs> yeah. is, this is priceless. Um, but with that being said, uh, first off, everybody, welcome uh, to the show. You are listening to the Decision Hour. Uh, I am Adam, and with me, as always, uh, Patty. Adam, how are you? I am good. I'm glad to be back in action in 2020. Right, and uh, we got an exciting guest for you. If you couldn't tell already um, today. I'm, I'm stoked. I met this uh, young lady at the military influencer conference several months ago. Um, and it was, it was funny because I'm like looking around and, and whatnot. And all of a sudden, um, I feel like this little poke on my arm and you know I'm, like, what? I'm like looking around and, and, and she's like, Hey, I know you. And I was just like, Little poke. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, sir. No, I hate you for that. So, Lindsay, I, my friend Lindsay is on, and I was just recently on her podcast, uh, Drop and Give Me 20, uh, recently. Uh, actually, it was the start of season four, uh, yeah, for if I'm not mistaken. Mistaken, yeah. mistaken, mistaken. Excuse me, I can't talk today. So, Lindsay, why don't you, uh, Say hello to everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And I got, I do actually have some questions that I want to ask you today. So, uh, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry to disappoint, but um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, for those that are listening, I, they, they can clearly see that we like to cut up and have fun, but I do actually get serious about a lot of things. Um, my business is in the Norfolk, Virginia market, and it's called Germano Advertising Company. I hail from a traditional media background. So I was working in broadcast television, and then I migrated over to cable television. And I was really responsible for um, selling ad time or, or commercial airspace to um, regional and local businesses in the market that I was working in. And as a result, I ended up working with a lot of like growing businesses. I stopped saying small businesses because I just don't think no one ever likes to be referred to as small, even if, you know, even if they are small business. Um, so I was working with growing businesses and I, you know, in my interactions with agencies, I, I realized that there were there are agencies out there that are just amazing at what they do, but there weren't a lot of options for small businesses or growing businesses who, you know, were trying to get to a four thousand dollar a month ad budget, right? So who's going to help those mom and pops or the first location, you know, five employees businesses? And your typical advertising agency may not take that client on because that client doesn't have the ad budget. So I framed the agency in a manner where the, the fees that we charge are hourly or very minimal. 
um, so that they're affordable for small businesses and we can help them with, you know, their traditional media. So TV, print, radio, and outdoor. So that was the start of all of it. And it was really great. And it was really fun. And then like year two, um, people started really coming to me and asking me about things on social media, because not only was I personally on social media, but the agency was on social media and people saw how I was marketing the agency. I was doing that to get clients, of course. Um, And so I started showing people like, oh, you know, you can do this. These are the types of posts to put out because I grew my business. I would say 70% of it from things like LinkedIn, you know, like just being present and talking um, as a thought leader and not putting political stuff out there. Six years later, I'm on a podcast introduction with my sex room. So I don't know how that happened. Anyway, I can do what I want because I'm a business owner. So then um, I started offering social media marketing uh, education. I really focus on the education. I mean, if they want us to manage their social media, we can do that. But I prefer to teach it so that they know how to do it because they might I might not be there to take the photo, but I can show them, you know, how to do that. And so we do workshops. I want to ask, I want to interrupt you really quick because you bring up a really good point. How important is it for people to manage their own uh, social media stuff? Because you're bringing up a good point. You're not always there to take the picture. Somebody, I I mean, I could take a hundred pictures, send it to you and be like, all right, create content from this. And it's like, I, me personally, I don't think it's as organic or meaningful. It's the wrong word to use, but it's not coming from me personally. So they're... I can't really put the, this. You're not going to be able to put the same twist on it as, as I would because I'm the one that took the picture. Right. No, if you were to. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know your widgets or your services or your products as well as you do. I never will. I mean, I, I'm well trained in a lot of different industries because mm-hmm. of my background. I've got, you know, over a decade of marketing something or another from restaurants to um, B2B, B2C, whatever, you know, the fancy letters are. So I really try to. Um, to tell folks that, you know, if I'm not there or my team isn't there, here's the type of post that you want to be looking for. So we can do that. And that's really where the agency is now. Um, I'm also a military spouse. So along the way I started, we, um, we got our orders, I think like three or four months into launching my agency. So here I have this grand idea of my agency and my business, and I'm going to do big girl business stuff. And then we get orders to move and it was not expected. So WTF, what am I going to do? And I migrated the agency in a manner where it can be um, remote. And I, I came back to the market. So I was in an area that was about three hours away. So every other week I drove up to Norfolk, Virginia for four or five years because that was where my background started. So that's difficult for military spouses because some military spouses can't do that. They get stationed in Kansas, but they're from, you know, Boston. They're not three hours from home. So I just took advantage of what the opportunities were in my lap, right? So I was three hours away from, from home, the market that I'm from, all my networks, my community, my business relationships, and I just made it work. What did it suck? Yes. I mean, there's no way to pretty that up. Right. Um, but when it sucked, I would reach out to some of my other military, uh, you know, spouse, uh, veteran, active duty business owner friends. And I'd be like, dude, man, I'm literally in my car on the side of, you know, 58 in Emporia, which sucks. And it's snowing and I've got a meeting in an hour and a half. Like, let me vent. 
And they would tell me stories. And so I started hearing all these really great stories about how other military business owners were running their businesses. Same concept, right? Like, yeah, it sucks, Lindsay, I hear you. And I'm like, man, people really need to hear this. Like, I know that they were hearing it more from a veteran space, but I don't think at that time, the, the podcast is four or five years old now. I don't think at the time we were hearing much from a military spouse entrepreneurship level. Right. We started to see things like, you know, um, these nonprofit organizations forming, but I don't really think that, and now there are podcasts, there are groups, there are forums, and it's, it's wonderful because we now have a place where we can go and talk business, not depend upon us, the, you know, benefits, TRICARE, whatever, not bitching and moaning about that, but we're actually in the forums where we can talk about our business because there's things that we might need that are unique to our situation. So I created the podcast really out of that. And it's our value add. You know, we don't we don't monetize it. We don't charge. We don't have ads delivered. It's really our way to go. You know what? Back to wanting to help growing businesses, which was my passion, which is how I started the agency. This is how I'm doing it in an extension of, you know, the military part. That, that makes sense. It sure does. Why don't you give everybody your website where they can reach you? Okay, so it's germono.com. And the best way to think about that, if you think about germs, they're kind of icky, like, oh, no, germono. That's just, you'll never forget that now. So G-E-R-M-O-N-O. And if you go on our website, you'll see a tab for the podcast. So the podcast is Drop and Give Me 20. It is award-winning podcast. We won the Internet Marketing Association Award, I think in um, 2017, for podcast promotional series or something or another. And it was in Vegas, and I got a really cool glass um, statue. Um, but that also put us on the map and around a lot of, you know, big timing, mean, like Microsoft was in the room, you know, Amazon, these really high level Silicon Valley organizations that I felt I needed to be there because they need to hear these stories of military business owners. If they're we're we support, you know, military spouses, we support veterans and blah, blah, blah. OK, bet. Here you go. Here are a bunch of business owners that need some help. So put that's your money, put your money where your mouth is kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. And a lot of them did like they were, they would come up to me and be like, Holy crap. Like we didn't really realize, you know, what this entailed. And so could you kind of help educate us on like, for example, if you are running a remote business and you're, you are, um, a lot of this has to do with hiring. So if you hire somebody whose home of record is a different state from where they're physically located in, Right. As your employer, when I pay you, I'm taking state income taxes out and unemployment uh, income taxes out for different states. That gets really confusing. It gets really confusing for the person who's paying you, but not only that, but for your tax time. So I would communicate this stuff with like big time businesses and HR divisions like this. This sucks. This is a problem because at the end of the day, I may be apprehensive not me personally, but one would be apprehensive to hire somebody because of all of the and then the um, nuances with remaining compliant. So there was just all this stuff that was coming up, Yeah, you know, that I was like, people need to hear this stuff. And I've had the honor of talking to um, uh, Karen Pence's office about these topics. I mean, people really want to help military spouses or help veterans, help active duty, whatever. And I'm doing my air quotes yeah. for that, those <laughs> that aren't listening. And there are people that are doing that. So not to discredit that, but like, you know, I mean, it's, it, 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 you see it a lot though. And I think we talked about this a little bit on your show is, is 
there's, there's a first off, I, I, I'm thinking about networking, right? So, like, we, the first thing you got to do is network. And, and what Lindsay's bringing up right now is very important. Like, you got a lot of these, you know, big, big companies that are out there saying, well, we support the military, we support military spouses. And that's great to say it, it's even better to show it. So, if, if you're listening to this, um, and you work for one of those companies, make sure that you tell them about the military spouse community and the military community. Tell them about this show and drop and give me 20. Yeah. And the two is that, sorry, Patty, the first caveat to this is when we are in the military entrepreneurial space, right? We tend to be very thick and, and tightly connected. So I have been able to help other military business owners by referrals and stuff like that, right? So there's one part of it. Yeah. And then the other part of it is you have these um, these like city or state grants and funding that their pockets of money are set aside that you know military spouse business owners may not even realize that that's available for them as well. Like, you can take advantage of that stuff too. So a lot of this is just bringing it to light. At the end of the day, you know, I've had a lot of, um, I've had a lot of opportunities. Adam, we talked about this too. I've had a lot of opportunities across my desk, and you have to think like, is this helpful to me? Is it where I'm, I, you know, am I passionate about it? I want to say yes to everything, but um, when it comes to you know the agency and what I'm doing professionally, if it doesn't go back to helping growing business owners, I unfortunately have to decline. Right. Right. No, that makes, that makes sense. You got to stick with the purpose. Right. So right. I, I do have a question for you, um, kind of getting off track here a little bit, but I think it's super important to talk about with your agency. Could you give us a few points on what you do? I know that we're talking about how important it is for the business owner to stay in, in their social media, but at the same time for me, I know one of my biggest challenges was actually um, managing my social media. So I needed to find somebody to help me with that. And honestly, it's been really amazing because while I'll try to give my own spin on things a lot of times, sometimes I just don't have the time. And it's really great to have somebody else on the outside um, that's able to maybe see things differently than I do through for my business. So could you give our listeners who are considering um, hiring somebody like you some information on what you can do to lighten their load? So I'll do it this way. Um, I will tell you what to ask someone for. So if you're in the end, if you are looking to hire somebody to help you with your social media, things you want to be asking is, you know, what are their hours? Because a social media manager, somebody who's managing your social media needs to be on when your followers are on. And oftentimes that's going to be in, you know, evening, weekends, think about when people use social media. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the first questions I have, you know, or, or I recommend asking is what does that look like for your company? And they may go, you know what, at five o'clock, we all log off. Okay, that's fine. That might not be a good fit for somebody who's in the restaurant industry or, you know, depending on, right. So that's one of the questions that I'll ask. The other one I'll ask is what are they doing for professional education for further education. The advantage of working in social media is it's never constant. Um, sorry. So, uh, you know, is it, is it easy? No, uh, it's always changing. So you want to ask that, that person that's handling your social media, you know, what kinds of things that they are doing to, 
advance their professional um, knowledge. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. That's all right, mine are, I'm surprised nobody's hearing mine. Mine are clawing at the door right now. Um, and then, you know, content writing has a lot to do with driving value. So it's not just posting an image of Adam and going buy Adam's product. It's telling a story. And so does that person who's managing your content understand the psychology behind it you know, driving value too, because it's not just, it's not about you, it's about, you know, your followers. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the questions I'll, I'll ask. And then, you know, in my company, what we believe in is everyone works, all my whole team, everybody understands each account. So if, if, if and the advantage of that is you get different creative ideas. Right. right. Um, you don't get a burnout situation. So we all write together. We all post the pictures. We all plan. And like you get different levels of ideas. So that's the other thing I would ask somebody is, are they able to work in a team capacity where they get other ideas? And it doesn't have to be 10 people, it could just be, you know, three or four. Mm -hmm. um, the capabilities, you know, do they have editing functions? Do they have photography? Do they have graphic design skills? Those are all, you know, pretty important as well. You don't want something to look uh, shoddy. Um, uh, you know, we can do all that for, for the client. We're not graphic designers, but, you know, we have somebody on staff that, that I can always do that, uh, outsource that to. But those are just kind of the, some of the, the beginning, you know, questions before you go into an arrangement that I would, you know, prompt somebody to ask. Hey, real quick, folks, if you're listening to the show, it means you're already online. Open up another browser and go to germono.com. Did I say that right? Yeah, germono.com. G-E-R-M-O-N-O.com. Um, Patty, do you got another question? Um, I think those are my biggest questions. For me, These, this is a really great show because, you know, I've been working on the social media aspect of it. So it's very interesting to me. Um, I guess lastly, I love that you do work with business owners who are just starting out um, because it was very frustrating for me to find somebody in the beginning um, that could work within my budget. I didn't want to spend, you know, $5,000 a month when I'm just starting out on social media. <laughs> so um, I love that you work with other people who are just beginning. If, if you um, have somebody comes to you who's maybe a potential client do you have anything that you look for in a client oh yes and I've actually that's a really good um point you know our work is very relationship driven with our clients so sometimes it's not a good fit right and I mean you don't understand that until you're a couple years into your business because at first you're hungry and you need clients but then you realize like is this person going to be toxic for my team right like I want my crew to be happy about working accounts, but if that client is making it difficult for them, changing their mind after they've approved something, or you know, it, just causing stress, then that's not healthy for me to, to keep on as a client. But I'll, I'll tell you, I always make a recommendation. So if it's not a good fit, I'll have three or four different companies that I'll go, hey, you might wanna reach out to you know, these other companies to see if that would be a good fit. Give those other companies those troublemakers. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we get really upset. And the other thing that makes us different that I know other marketing firms do this is we're category exclusive. So once we have a client on board in a certain category, we close that category off because there's no way we can get obsessive about a menswear company 
but then another menswear company is a client and now we're trying to divide and conquer our passions to help grow the other one like it just we tried it our clients really appreciate that so from a business perspective it was a great decision for me to make because our clients then really further appreciate our relationship that we have with them because they know we're not going to take a competitor and that tends to reduce churn and you know client um uh, disappointment or anything like that but i mean i think in any business you realize like this is the type of personality that we work best with i've had people invite me to their like family dinners and stuff i mean we just get really involved we you know we become friendly now at the end of the day you know we do um weekly reports so that they can see an roi you know or we'll make recommendations to them but one of the benefits that they come to us for is they don't have the time so would you rather pay let's see if you hire a marketing um admin in your company and you're paying them a you know sixty thousand dollar a year salary right would you rather do that or would you rather pay a third of that to someone else like myself who has three people that can work, you know, three or four people that can work on your feed. So it makes a lot of sense from a business perspective to outsource that if they can, because it's less expensive, their revenue, you know, their, their costs are down. Um, so even if they don't see, uh, you know, a lot of people coming in the door right away, they still see it as advantageous because they know they're, the feeds are being worked by people who, you know, are really passionate about marketing and they also know it's something that, you know, we can't hire to do it anyway. So benefits are, you know, time, knowledge, right? So we, we come to the table with that and then the understanding of how people use the platform. So it's not necessarily like, okay, I want to post a picture of my book because I want to sell my book. Who gives a shit? Like, and you want yeah. to understand, you know, why are you going to read that book or what, you know, what is the book about? Who's going to be in it? I mean, it's just, you're a marketing one-on-one, but what happens first that we have to address is people will just push the book or they'll push an image of the book and they're like, buy it now. And I'm like, you know, times people are being told to buy something like. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So we do, it's a lot. I mean, we spend anywhere from five to seven hours per week on a client. Anyway, easy, easy, right? So a lot of the stuff that we're doing is also just keeping up. If a follower, so you post a picture of the book, follower comments, and they go, I can't find the link. That's a missed opportunity if you've waited three days to respond to them. So we're in it, you know, quickly within a day to go, here's that URL. I'm so sorry you had an issue or whatever the, the thing is. And then we appreciate that. So, but, um, you know, it's fun. It's it's always changing. Um, you have things like TikTok and, you know, other applications that are coming into the market that people are using to grow their businesses. And I think that that's fantastic too. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I have one last super quick question. So one of the other problems that I had when I would approach um, different marketing companies is I would ask them if they had a starting price range for me, just oh, so wow. I could kind of know. And most of the responses I had at the beginning were really shocking. Nobody would tell me what their starting price was. They all asked me, what is your budget? Yep. I could understand on one side, but it was super frustrating on the other side, you know? I need that. So actually, I'm, I'm trying to get a screened in porch done on my house. Mm-hmm. And two of the contractors have asked me what my budget is. And I'm like, I would rather you tell me what the cost is based on what I told you. Because yeah. I feel like if I tell you my budget's 10 grand, you're going to come at 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what if, exactly? What if I'm leaving? So let's not leave money on the table. You know, like let's, right. let's figure this out. So mm-hmm. our fees are hourly. I have no problem sharing this. We have it on our website, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, as well in the services tab. Our hourly fee is one sixty-five an hour. And we always offer nonprofit and military-owned businesses a 5% discount. So those hourly rates are really good for somebody that, you know, is just getting started and maybe they want to book two hours a month with us. So we have a a constant relationship with them. Um, And then we can do social. So what we can also do is just social media writing, meaning we write it all up. We tell you what pictures to put in from your location or, you know, we kind of coach you through that. Or if you have a Dropbox folder, you can give that to us and we can you know, sort those in, hand that back to you, right? And then you post and you handle the, you know, it's sometimes people just need that kind of to get started. Mm-hmm. So we start that right around 990. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last service would be the full management. So where we are doing all of that, but then we're adding on, like we're posting, we're doing the Instagram story, the Facebook story, you know, all the stuff. And that starts right at 1320. And the reason why I say starts that is because it depends on how many platforms they have. Right. Yes. So have, you know, if they don't have Pinterest or Twitter, then obviously we can work with them on that. Mm-hmm. But um, those are the kind of like baseline um, package rates. And we always we always start with a complimentary consultation just to understand what they want to do, if it's something that we can do for them and, um, you know, kind of give them a, a quote from there. But if you're asked and I always send that before our first meeting. So here's our here's a quick one sheet about the agency with some prices, you know, right. yes, we'll tailor everything, but like that way, you know, you're at least looking at a $900 a month relationship with us. Like, unfortunately mm-hmm. I have people to pay and I have things to pay. Like, you know, yes. Like, yeah. I, gotta, yeah. I, I can't pay my bills and smile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a good point. And I'm glad Patty asked that question because I've, I've been on both sides of the fence with this yeah. one. We're like, well, what do you have? Well, what's your budget? And then it's like, eh, okay, I get that. But at the same time, if you're upfront with them and just be like, here's what to expect. At the same time, that doesn't mean I can't finagle something with within your budget or whatnot if it's right for for me to to do that. It doesn't always work that way. In fact, oftentimes it, it usually doesn't because you know you want you you offer you know, room and board and they want the farm and your dog and your firstborn and, you know, whatever. So it's like, yeah, for me, it was just so important. If somebody couldn't give me a starting budget on what to expect, I didn't even want to tell them how much I would spend because like you said, you know, they could jack the price up for all I know. Right. And I think that what what I would love one day is for us to get to a position where if you were potentially interested or if you were interested in coming on board with a company that you could call their clients and do like a, Hey, I'm interested in doing business with Germono. Can you tell me your experience? Like literally, can you just break down that like wall? And I just think that that would be kind of cool. Like, what should I expect? Um, you know, I, I think the tell me how much your budget is question is a very antiquated, uh, sales question. I think if we go back and put on our sales hat from, 10 years ago, that was part of the sales dialogue. You know, that was an an obstacle question, right? If the person in sales 101. So I think it just kind of comes from that. And unfortunately we haven't really figured out that that's not helpful to anybody. Like come out and tell people at least what you start. Well, we're in this range and this range because then you're not wasting their time. Yes. Cause I know, I mean, if somebody says, you know, 
you have to have $13,000 a month. I already know I'm going to have to find somebody else, but thank you. I nip it right in the bud, you know, like uh, studying about pricing. So I, I, there's a a phenomenon of people when they see three prices, right. And they see like maybe something's like 99 cent, a dollar 19, 239. They'll always go to that middle one mm-hmm. for some reason. So like when you're pricing your services, you want to try and fit in. But I also did, um, you know, and that's really interesting to me, that kind of psychology behind behind that. And that's important in marketing as well is to understand like what people gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, even the last number, so like a nine or an eight or whatever that that last digit is, has some sort of, you know, relationship. So I think that that stuff's really fascinating, but we've, we've kind of got on track on that. So <laughs> I got uh, two more questions. One business owners or people that are business owners right now that don't spend a lot of time on social media or are unsure of what platforms that they should be on. What are, what platforms are, Hey, you need as a business owner, you need to be on these social media platforms. No questions asked. Okay. My first direction for a business owner would be to get on LinkedIn. Okay. I think that LinkedIn is going to be, um, easiest for someone getting into social media. And the the other thing is that LinkedIn can help you is uh, kind of leveraging yourself as the thought leader in the industry or, you know, an industry expert or whatever that that means. So I think that if I were to direct anybody, get on LinkedIn first, it's going to be the most simple to understand. Let me, let me interrupt you. When you say get on LinkedIn, like get on LinkedIn and put a profile up and, and follow a bunch of people or like get on LinkedIn, put a profile up and interact, put, write something, stuff like that. I mean, how elaborate on that for me, please. Okay. So I want you to create your profile and put a picture of yourself, like a headshot, not, you know, you and a selfie and someone's cropped out. I want you to create that, you know, about section and the bio, and it looks very similar to a resume, but as a business owner, you're just basically listing out your, your, you know, qualifications and things like that. Um, And then what I would do once you have that all cleaned up, the next step is to start connecting with folks in the, um, I would say, start with your, your vicinity, your market, and you will look for people that you would network with. So like, if you've ever gone to a chamber of commerce, get up or anything like that. Those are the types of people that you want to connect with. Um, you don't need to connect with your aunt, uncle in Idaho, but I mean, you know, if you want. Um, so that's what I would start with. And then after you have some connections in, then you start posting things out, like articles maybe about retail or things that are happening in your industry. And you just maybe do that once or twice a week, right? That's mm-hmm. it. That's all you have to do. And then you're just kind of slowly getting involved in it. Um, you can do things like comment on other people's posts. So if you have, if you're connected with the economic division of, you know, the city of Portsmouth and that person is on LinkedIn, then, um, you know, trying to get with them or commenting on their posts would be advantageous too, because you're getting in their sites. And you're also saying, you know, this is important to me as a city business owner, um, you know, the issues that are happening in my city. So that's kind of my direction. If you were to get started, then once you have LinkedIn, I'd probably get on Facebook, you know, because that's typically the next thing. And 
if you're a business owner, you would then have a business page on link on, excuse me, on Facebook. Right. Um, so, you know, you have your personal profile, which you can keep private. You can, you don't have to post anything, but from there you would create your business page or your Facebook business page. Okay. Um, before you do any of this, just making sure you have a website though is, is helpful. helpful. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why you want to do that is because when people see the things that you're posting about your business, they may do a search online, you know, for you to kind of check you out. So all these social media platforms should be driving to your website, right? Like if you don't have a website together, I think you might be missing opportunities because when I see something on Facebook, if I see a vacuum cleaner on Facebook, I'm not ready to purchase that vacuum cleaner. But like if my vacuum cleaner breaks, I'm going to remember what I saw and I'm going to go on Google or whatever and search for it. Right. So I want your, I want your website to populate, you know, when someone's ready to make a purchase. Okay. All right. You know, pretty standard across the board. Like it. Like it. All right. Folks, again, if you're listening, uh, open up another browser and go to germono.com, G-E-R-M-O-N-O. Dot com. Lindsay, I appreciate your time today, but I got one more question for you. Okay. You're on the show called The Decision Hour. Uh, Patty and I ask this to all of our, our guests. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it and what was the atmosphere like for you at the time? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, fine. So (laughs) (laughs) fine. I'll tell you this. Um, I think it was beginning of last year or end of 2018. Uh, I was approached with an opportunity from someone who wanted to partner with my agency and basically, uh, co-package, you know, co-brand, Um, what this meant was we would be in a lot of markets. We would have a lot more revenue to be in a lot of markets. Mm. What this also meant was, uh, Lindsay would be a little more removed from the, the visuals of, you know, Germano advertising company, and it may have been a name change situation. So, um, I thought long and hard about it, but at the end of the day, I was like, no, I don't want to sell what I have and what I've worked really hard for. And I wasn't ready. And I mean, I had a lot of sleepless nights about this and I had some conversations with people that were really close with me. Like, listen, this company, you know, they're really well known and they kind of want to like white label and do all this like fancy words that basically mean I lose control of what I built. And I, I don't, I, at the end of the day, I wasn't ready for that. You know, I wasn't ready for that level. And, and I don't know if I'll ever, I ever will be. And I think that that's okay too. You know, we get in our heads a lot about, oh my God, this company is going to come in and sponsor and things like that and revenue. But anytime that those decisions happen, uh, there's another thing that happens on the other side of it. Like what is the, the cost, uh, the opportunity cost, right? What does it cost you to do that? So I wasn't prepared at the end of the day to relinquish control, um, control is such a bad word, but like, you know, I get it. Yeah. But I built to, to somebody else that, may not continue it in a way that I would would have wanted to see it. I, I completely understand. And that's a great example. And thank you so much for sharing your decision hour uh, with our listeners. Uh, Patty, uh, we're coming up on time. Do you have any other questions? 
I think we grilled her enough. Yeah. I love all the answers that she gave yeah. us. And I'm just really thankful for this episode. Um, the the as- uncut, like the very first, like uncut, <laughs> this will be unedited version of the decision hour. And uh, we hope. Yeah. And like I said, yeah. definitely, maybe we can see pictures of the, um, oh, the sex room later. <laughs> that might be episode two and it would only be able to air in the evening hours. And <laughs> And now bringing you a special edition of the Decision Hour. Uh, I really want to thank you guys for having me on as well. For those that are listening, you know the the podcast that that uh, Adam and Patty have put on it is is really helpful. I mean, I, I listened to an episode right before I came on this morning, and it's good to get out of your head, especially as a business owner, and just kind of listen to other people how they do stuff. So I really appreciate those that took the time to listen to this episode today. Um, and you know, for Patty and, and Adam, of course, for being supporters of, of business owners, you know, of all levels and all, all backgrounds. So thank you guys. And Tucker says hello. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Folks. Um, that is all the time that we have today. Lindsay, thank you again so much. Folks, you can go to germono.com. That's G E R M O N O.com. We'll have all this stuff up on our social media, uh, platforms as well. Um, before we let you go, I got to give a shout out to Heroes Media Group, our parent company, to become part of the HMG family. Uh, go to www.heroesmediagroup.com for Patty. I'm Adam. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour. <laughs>